was in the sixth grade, I had a crush on a boy. It was innocent, really. I would doodle his name in my books and write about him in my journal. I wasn't much to look at in middle school. I've been the height of five foot ten since I was 12 years old, much bigger than all the boys. If you had some bangs and braces and a touch of bad foundation, you had yourself a young Missy. By the eighth grade, I had graduated to a full-blown stalker. We were all at a party together once, and he was in one of the bedrooms, possibly making out with another girl. His hat must have come off during this assumed makeout session because it was still in the room after they walked out. I took the hat, and my teddy bear wore it to bed every night. I was obsessed. It's been a long time since I liked boys and had crushes. Hubs and I have been together over 11 years, so I wouldn't even know what to do or how to have a crush on someone. Like, what do I do with my hands? But the exhausting idea of being obsessed with someone, it's unfathomable. It kind of reminds me of the movie Fear. Remember with Mark Wahlberg? He loved his girlfriend, carved her initials in his chest with some scissors. It was harmless, obviously. And then he basically wanted to kill her whole family so that they could be together. Or something a little more relevant, more recent, is that Netflix show, You. Super obsessed. I wolf you? Come on. And I never got to that level, but I came across a similar situation on Facebook recently, and I just, I have to talk about it. And I don't even know this guy. I mean, I met him maybe once when I was younger, but I saw his post, and it all started when he made this Facebook post apologizing to the world for cheating on his girlfriend, who I also don't know. Now, this is a whole other topic about people oversharing on social media and all that stuff, but we'll get to it later. He goes on with this post saying that he understands that all of his family and friends hate her, but that he will love her forever. So romantic, right? Now, mind you, these fuck, these Facebook posts have 200 words and zero punctuation. It drives me crazy. And he says he doesn't care what anyone's opinion is, and if anyone says anything negative, he's going to block them. And he's posted pictures of all six of his tattoos with her name or nicknames that he has. And he also said that he has tattooed her name on his cock. His words, not mine. And then here's the kicker. He posted a video with her apologizing to her about cheating on her. And then she asks him to repeat it over and over again. And they're looking at the camera and they're smiling. It's just really, really weird. Okay. And we just talked about being cheated on. My last episode, Entanglement, we talked about being cheated on or being a cheater. And I actually had a friend reach out after that. And she reminded me of the time her and her boyfriend, who is now her husband, had cheated on her. And she said that my podcast brought back a lot of those memories. And she remembers when we worked together, she would come to work and she'd be so sad over this boy. And basically I would tell her, you know, if you're going to forgive him, you, you have to just forgive him and move on. And I didn't talk about this very much in the last episode, but it's so important. You know, if you do choose to stay, stay with someone after they cheated on you, you can't just keep bringing it up in every fight, throwing jabs and reminding them about their mistake. If they keep up the bad habits, you know, going out every night, not answering their phone and coming home really late with a thong hanging out of their pocket. No, you are not moving on together. It's not working out. But from what I'm seeing with this specific weird 
social media couple is that he continues to keep cheating on her and then tells everybody about it on Facebook. And then these posts that are now deleted, people finally started commenting. You know, some are encouraging him for being so honest and some are just putting the little popcorn emoji. And some people are telling him that he's crazy, but that they can't stop watching because it's like watching a train wreck. And then this other guy comes on and informs everyone that this couple isn't even together anymore and that the girl has a restraining order on him. And then the the dude claps back and says, watch it or I'm going to call your wife and tell her that you cheated on her at your bachelor party. Like, what? (laughs) Like, what is wrong with these people? So, and I hope you guys understand, I'm not here and I'm never going to expose anyone by name. Like, if I talk about things, I'm not going to say who they are or specific. I'm not here to shade anybody. I'm not going to blatantly just disrespect people and, and call them out by name. But I just want to be aware, like bring awareness when I see this stuff and hear about it. I just want to like talk about it. So oversharing on social media, like we're all guilty of it at some point or another. And when I was a little less mature, you know, you could find me posting passive aggressive things on Facebook or posting song lyrics or whatever. And, you know, now I share a lot of pictures of me and my kids and my life, which, you know, to some that could definitely be oversharing for sure. And I've had plenty of people reach out and ask me, like, are you okay? Because, you know, some of the memes that I, and quotes and stuff that I share, you know, they're a little dark or deep or whatever. And it's actually funny because I have this meme spirit animal on Facebook. Like, do you guys have that where you just like connect with someone on Facebook or social media that you've never met, but you guys like share these memes that are similar and it's like, yeah, like I totally feel that. So there's this guy who's um, my sister's age back home and I don't honestly don't think we've ever actually met in person, but like I know his family, he knows my family, but he posts like the best quotes and every day I see it, I'm like, yes, like fuck yes, I love that, hearts. Yeah, me, definitely all the way. But that's where most of these memes and stuff that I post come from. So, but arguments on social media and sharing things about how you've hurt someone or, you know, honestly, I even see people saying things like, I can't take it anymore. I'm going to end it. Listen, if you're having serious suicidal thoughts and your cry for help is to post to your Facebook status, yes, please share it with the world so someone can help you. Like I've been low in my life, but I couldn't imagine the feelings of actually wanting to consider suicide and then to post about it. But I know that it's so brave for someone to reach out or to put that out to the world. So I, if you if you feel that way, like I totally encourage it. But um, I want to bring on a guest today. It's my best friend since we were seven years old. She's a very successful therapist in Youngstown. I kind of want to get her uh, opinion on this situation with this social media couple. So just give me a second. Stand by for a commercial from my sponsor. This episode of Missy Unfiltered is brought to you by Pizza Rock Las Vegas, the winner of the best traditional pizza in the world at the Las Vegas Pizza Expo. Do your taste buds a favor. Please go check it out. Hello? Hi. Hi. How you doing? Good, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for joining me on uh, Missy Unfiltered today. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah. Um, so first, just tell everyone what it is that you do and what kind of people you deal with regularly. Well, I'm a licensed independent social worker supervisor. 
So I do a mental health diagnostic assessment, and I provide treatment um, to individuals, groups, and families. Um, I, in the past, I've worked with a lot of children that have been placed in the custody of their child welfare system due to their behavioral issues, um, and they typically come from a long history of severe abuse and neglect. Um, Lately, lately I've been working with a lot of individuals with mental health and drug and alcohol issues. Okay, so this this situation about this social media couple is super relevant. Um, (laughs) And you've been following this story just about as long as I have, because as soon as I saw this post, I put it in our group chat and we've just been right. following it ever since. And I don't think you've ever actually met Anything. this person, right? Like you just remember when no, I met him back in the day? I the cancel fair or something. And I think we like would say hi to each other. I don't know how we know him. Yeah. Honestly. It's, we, I think I met him in like middle school or high school or something at a festival or a fair or something like that. But so yeah. you've never actually met this person. You don't really know any yeah. background on none of us actually know any background about this person besides I met him yeah. in high school. So just based right. on what you've seen with these social media posts and things that he said, like mm-hmm. what is your, your first impression of this behavior? Borderline personality disorder <laughs> right off the bat, right off the bat. So what is, what is borderline personality disorder? Cause I don't even know what it is. So borderline personality disorder is a, Actually, I'll pull, read it from my DSM. It's um, a pervasive pattern of intense interpersonal relationships. So, like they they typically come from some sort of um, abandonment in some way, whether their parents, whether their parent died or their parent was, um, you know, abandoned them. Uh-huh. Um, and there's a lot of fear of abandonment, so they go to great lengths to avoid that abandonment, whether it's real or imagined. So if there's like a conflict um, or an argument, um, they might do something like get a tattoo of that person's name, like you've seen from this guy. Um, Or some of them use self-interest behaviors, like I'm gonna gonna kill myself if you leave me, and which I'm sure a lot of people probably have heard that from People but, that they've broken but why, up with, like, so if, that might be. if he feels like this person's going to leave him or if he has this fear of abandonment, why would he continue to keep cheating on her? Um, so this is my personal belief is someone with borderline personality, so it kind of starts with the attachment and the attachment is developed at the age of two. And there's several different attachment styles, but there was a study his, uh, by a man named Colby, and he observed children um, coming from, like, put it, being placed in an unfamiliar setting such as a daycare. So a mother that was providing consistent care, and the result ended being that this child had a, a secure attachment. So when the mother left them with a, in an unfamiliar setting, the child was beginning to cry, upset, you know, that their parents leaving, but they were able to be soothed and adapt to their environment because they knew that their mother was coming back. A child with an insecure attachment um, when their mother would leave, so that means that their mother did not provide consistent care, that, um, or their caregivers did not provide consistent care. Um, when they left, 
when the mother left, the child was not able to be soothed, that the child was upset for basically the entire time, did not adapt well to their environment. But when the parent came back, so when the parent came back with the secure attachment child, they greeted the parent in excitement. Um, when the parent came back with the insecure attachment child, um, the child pushed the parent away. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like this, uh, you rejected me, I'm angry at you kind of thing. So, so do you think like getting all those tattoos, that would be like, okay, I, I'm sorry. Now this is like my I'm sorry kind of situation. Like I'm making yes, it up to you by like professing I, my love to you with a tattoo. Right. Like look what look what I've done for you kind of thing. Like wow. dude, I put you this is to try to get them back. But then with borderline personality disorder, it's such hostile relationships. Like they'll put somebody on a pedestal. You're the best thing. And that's what we're seeing with all these extreme posts. Like this woman is, you know, my, my soul and all this. I mean, you know, you can have some of those feelings, but, and that's not abnormal, but it's a uh, pedestal versus the, the value. So if she were, you know, she's on a pedestal until she makes a mad, until she makes it. And maybe he gets, afraid she's gonna he's gonna um she's gonna leave him or she uh, upsets him then she he might cheat on her to oh, make her okay. to make her feel just as how he how he felt and then if he's afraid that she's gonna leave him then he might do like the tattoo or i'm gonna kill myself or do all these things that we're seeing which is he's putting he's professing his love on it yeah. And I She's never like, see her ever comment back. Like she never, he tags her in these no. pictures and like he, you know, she posts all these pictures and I don't see like much interaction between them on Facebook. And like, like I told you, someone I know. randomly popped yeah. in and was like, these people aren't even together. She has a restraining order on him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, I know that's another part. Cause then he got upset with that guy mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and he, he, he like went off was like, you cheated on your wife. And yeah. It was my guy. <laughs> Just great entertainment. Just great. I know it's terrible to say, but it's just it is like Bravo's and that's what like I was talking about with stuff. just like the oversharing on Facebook. Like I get it if you have these situations going on in your personal life, but to blast it on social media and involve the world, like what what's the reason for that? What's the reason for someone to be so public with all of their issues, even when people aren't like responding or commenting back? Like besides the people that were saying things like you're crazy, but I'm, like people aren't feeding I mean, into I think it, so why do it? I think it's just pure attention seeking, you know, like they, and that's another component of the uh, borderline personality disorder along with other, doesn't have to be borderline personality disorder to have to be attention seeking, but that is like a common, like a common thing. What we all want to be a part of a group. We, that is an, a, that's an animal instinct for us to want to be near uh, attached or felt like, feel like we belong so uh, whatever behaviors get you that, whatever behaviors get you close to people. So a lot of it is like this self-pity maybe sometimes, like to get people worried about you yeah. to, so that they um, talk to you. Um, this one is in both ways. It's like the concerning post, like he's upset, but then there's also professing his love. So it just seems that that, it's definitely borderline personality disorder. I mean, it's cookie cutter what yeah. is going on with this, with this <laughs> kid. But, um, and it's not funny. Like, I don't want to laugh that like he might have some kind of like, medical disorder, but the, it, the display of craziness on social media, like you're putting it's, it out there for the world to see. So I can't, I can't not watch. 
I mean, it's the same thing with reality TV. Yeah. You know, I love it. And I, I mean, it's like my, it's my guilty pleasure because I watch like the real housewives or whatever. I'm like, it's just fascinating to me. There are so with a personality disorder, there's a lack of insight. So they don't realize that they have an issue. They refuse, they blame. They, there's a lot of blaming mm-hmm. um, or they just have no, they have no insight at all into, into their own behaviors. They don't take, they're not capable of, of that. There's a lot, like I said, there's a lot of blaming and displacement of their feelings. And if someone makes them upset, it's somebody else's reason for it. And then they'll apologize if it, if it gets them what they want. And, you know, there was a point where we were seeing a lot of activity from him and nothing from her on social media. And we were concerned for maybe like a wellness check. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, we like, I was like, I can we am. find somebody I... that might know her that can go check on her and make sure she's OK? Because it's getting a little out of hand. Yeah, there's like definitely. A, OK, so we talked about fear. Yeah. That movie Fear mm-hmm. with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Um, he was definitely a borderline personality. Um, I actually had a client very similar to him that also carved the name of a girl across his chest and up his arm kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but he, it's, it's, it's like if somebody is, is threatened by this abandonment, whether maybe they're in another relationship, that in some cases that could prompt aggression towards that, that threat, mm-hmm. you know, and make them you know, violent is, or like, you know, if I can't have you, nobody can kind of thing. What about like the Netflix show you, like you watched you, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. But that's different because he never, he like in the beginning, he didn't even know these people. He just like felt this connection and, and thought that, and then he started obsessing and stalking. Like, would that be considered a bird? Yeah. You know what? Which like, I think there's a personality disorder for sure because he rationalizes his behaviors. He a hundred percent rationalizes his behaviors. And it's not like he doesn't really feel any guilt for it, or he doesn't look at his con- the con- the reasons why he did these things that harmed so many people was because he was. I mean, he, his ego is so big. So I'm not sure. It could be borderline. It could be narcissism. It could be. But Marissa, um, I'm going to ask you always- an honest question. I want you to be honest with me. Do you yeah. think that when I stole that boy's hat, that I had a personality disorder? No, wait. <laughs> no, hon. No. <laughs> I think yours was raging hormones and and just like I don't know. But I don't was, remember. Did I? Funny. Did you and guys you know about it at the time, or did did I hide it? From I don't you know because I feel like if you it were you were over my house a lot, I feel like either you would have seen it or I would have hid it from. I you. remember it. It was yellow. <laughs> Wasn't it? It was yellow? tan. It was tan. Oh okay. Uh, and you took gum too. I mean, there was no talking about <laughs> it. There's no. <laughs> You know how much gum no I saved? I saved so much gum. Oh, I had like, so I remember gross. I had this little... What did little, you like, do with it? I had this little... Did you chew it? <laughs> no. I had this like toothbrush holder that was in one of my little oh, knickknacks geez. on the dresser and I would just like <laughs> stick it to it. Oh my oh, God, I can't believe God. you remember that. I was weird so, though, that's right? That's like you. I yeah, was that weird. Was, I mean, that was weird, but that's, you know, you were young. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I need to know. Do have you noticed any no. borderline personality issues with me? Oh man. No one. <laughs> I would, I would tell you. I would tell you. I don't know. Back then you no. were not a certified uh, therapist. So, you know, 
Yeah. You didn't know what you know now. No, I would know it now. You know <laughs> now. I mean, it's pervasive. It's which is in every area. Like we said, with going back to that guy from the from Facebook, he like he was he's like this with this girl. But then when that guy challenged him, he started to devalue him. So it's in every relationship. It's not just like a specific relationship. You will see it. So yeah, the guy from you too. It's in every single relationship. Yeah, he gets really obsessive. So it's just something that's constant. I, like that's your personality. So it's it's throughout every, your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. We're like you and I would be like, okay, what am I doing? What am I doing to get this like to get this kind of reaction? Right, like mm-hmm. from people. Why do I keep getting obsessed with people and killing them? You know, if I was that guy from you, <laughs> or like, why do I? Like we look at the consequences, like maybe it's me. They don't do that. They, they just continue along and blaming and rationalizing or blaming Mm. to make it, make them feel better about themselves. And that kind of ties into the last episode where we talked about cheating, where people rationalize in their head, why, why they could cheat on people because they, they put the blame on someone else. Like, well, he made me feel this way. So this is why I had to go find attention and love somewhere else. And like those are called ego defense mechanisms, mm-hmm. and those are we all do them. We, we there's blaming, there's denying, there's rationalizing, there's justification, there's displacement. We all we all do them. It's it's when we feel guilty about our behaviors, and it, our behaviors go against our own morals and values. Like we know that they're wrong, what we did was wrong, mm-hmm. but our ego is how others perceive us and how we are perceived by others, and. It makes us look bad, so we'll deny it. We'll deny right. that behavior. We'll or we'll justify it or we'll rationalize it. So we all have these. It's just how pervasive and how rigid are they yeah. where they can't be like I, I normally can, you know, bring that awareness to people and um, develop that kind of insight. Um how, how do you get, how do you get to help these people? Like you, you deal with so many people, and then you have to talk to them. Okay, this is how I'm diagnosing you. Like this is clearly what you have going on. But like, is that even fixable? Uh, or is it something you just have to like be like working on, and you know you're aware manage, of it, so you just have to you manage your. Man- okay. Yes, exactly, exactly. It's they say it's ingrained. These patterns have been developed in them. Um, so I think we talked before about like if a baby cries, it is alerting the parents, mm-hmm. right, to come over and meet their needs. So that's how our behaviors are learned to in our environment. What gets us our needs met? Mm-hmm. What gets us closer closest to a caregiver? Because that's our caregivers essentially how we meet our needs. Right. So um It's like if a baby cries because they're hungry, but you just you don't feed them when they cry, eventually they're just gonna learn to not cry when they're hungry. Right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That is actually called it. Uh, they don't have an attachment. Okay. People without an, babies without an attachment, they just learn to just, they, the babies are not for that study I mentioned earlier that have no attachment. They did not cry when their mother left and they did not get excited. They could care less if the mother was there or not. And I'm, ass- I'm assuming it's safe be- to say that most of these issues can probably start from when you're younger, but of course I don't want to sit here and like 100%. say your, your issues stem because your parents sucked. Like that's, that's not across the board, but obviously these kind of things develop from a young age. So we'd have to focus oh, more yeah. on like I think our youth and their mental health to avoid this kind yeah. of thing. So. Oh, a hundred percent. And to treat it is not, it's like you said, was managing it, being aware of it. And you have to want to change, mm-hmm. but it's really hard since these patterns are from like your childhood. 
you know, it's, but it's, I believe that it's, we can, we can all change. It's about creating new ways of thinking and, um, we could do that. We could totally do that. It's about bringing awareness and insight. But people with personalized disorders don't generally, not always seek treatment because they're too, especially narcissists, they're too busy blaming everybody else. It's not their, it's not their problem. Yeah. And mental health is so huge. I just had a conversation with, um, with a friend the other day and he was saying that he had a conversation with someone where the person said, you know, I, I don't believe mental health is really a thing. I don't think that that's something, oh, you know, and it's, it's crazy because like, that's where some of, so many of it our problems crazy. come from addiction and, you know, oh all my these God, different your emotions drive all of your behaviors. Yeah. yeah. And all of it starts from when you're young. And that's why it's so scary being a parent <laughs> because it's like, you want to yeah. make sure you do this combination of right things. Cause if you do too much of one thing and not enough of the other, your kid could, you know, start carving people's names in their chests. No. <laughs> Hopefully no, not at, not you at really two. Have like... to do some serious damage. Yeah. I mean you do have to do some serious damage. Like abandonment. Like that Pete Pete uh Pete Davis. Yeah. You know, the um from SNL. Yeah. He's come forward and said that he has borderline personality disorder. Oh okay. and um Well he he his, lost his dad his... in nine eleven, right? I mean I don't think yes. the, the loss of yes. a parent in that kind of way, that wouldn't be considered Something... abandonment, right? Would that that would just be like a trauma? Yeah, sometimes it could be. Okay. Sometimes it could be. I don't know much more about. He did that. He did an awesome movie about his life, and it was it was um, the King of Staten Island. It was I would highly recommend that. Yeah. But um, it seems like if it's an accurate portrayal of his mother, like she's a very attentive. And but there is a sudden loss like that, a sudden tragic abandonment loss and sense of abandonment. Like he went out. He he carried that. He's like you knew that you were at risk of dying. You knew and you did this to our family. So I think there's some like genetic predisposition there. Okay. You know what I mean? I think that always comes into play. You know, honestly, I think he's doing pretty react. good if he's uh, dating Kate Beckinsale at some point. Because how? <laughs> how? I know, right? So I mean, he's he's aware of his of his things and, and that's, that's managing that's it and like healthy. bringing the awareness to it yeah and being able to deal with it so that's that's great yeah yeah okay right well i think we pretty much covered it with the uh crazy facebook couple and uh thank you for coming on and talking to yeah. me i oh love you so goodness. much thank you for and having I'll, I'll me i'll definitely have you come too. back on because i love yes, listening I to love you it. talk about all this professional stuff i love talking about it <laughs> <laughs> All right, Marissa, I'll talk to you soon. I love you. Thank you again. I love you too. Bye. All right, thank you. Bye. All right, guys. So you just got to hear from Marissa and her outlook on this crazy Facebook couple. She's so professional. I love listening to her. Um, please join me again. Um, the next episode after this is a really serious episode. It, it put a lot of my soul into it. So it's it's really, it was hard for me to record, but it's it's going to be really good. So Please tune into the next one. You guys, thank you again so much. And thank you for all the support for the last week of my episodes. It, it means the world to me. Uh, check out MissyPostoli.com to stay up to date and check out my episodes and my blog. Thank you. You can hear me when it's out.